War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Good afternoon on this one. My goodness, you just heard the forecast and tell me what a delightful afternoon is Holy Thursday. It is April 14th, the birthday of the D-Man Daniel DePietro, 25 years old today and just a uh, beautiful spring day. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They are officially open for the season. Stop it and see the beautiful selection, Pansy Flats pansy bags i want to welcome everybody to uh, tuning in for our noon report on our facebook page john DePietro show uh, you can uh, share click interact with others it's a happening but stop in pr landscape materials and garden center sorted colors easter plants tulips hyacinthias daffodils hydrangeas colors available blue white pink they also carry landscape materials uh screen loom black Brown, hemlock, mulch. They have crushed stone. Gift certificates are available. Look for them on Facebook. They update and uh, run a very good Facebook page. Folks, it's Rhode Island's number one garden center. It's Easter week. Stop in. They have such a beautiful selection of Easter plants. They're going to have a great season. You shop local. Family-run business. They're open seven days a week. And they're open right now, right off of Route 4, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. It's PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center. Well, folks, good afternoon again uh, on this Holy Thursday. It is Thursday, as I said, April 14th. And you're looking at, you know, the weather also tomorrow and Saturday. I think it's so good. Uh, It's also going to be dry on Sunday for Easter Sunday, which is uh, also very good. Uh, It's so great. For people to get out and enjoy this uh, this nice spring weather. In this way, if you want to make it a great day, stop it and see our friends at Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Right now, if you're listening on this Thursday, maybe you're in the car, you could pop in right off of Silver Spring Street, Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Everything's baked fresh. They have Easter baskets. They're open today, tomorrow, Saturday, 7 to 2. They also have del- the most delicious calzones. I think they're the best calzones in New England. You can be the judge. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Free coffee for both um, police and military. Stop it and see them right off of Silver Spring Street. It's Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Again, good afternoon to everybody tuning in our noon report on Facebook Live. Folks, you can also check the website, dipetro.com. We uh, just posted, and there it is. There's no other way to describe this, but it's the super scam deal that Governor McKee has put together. Um, hey, listen, I'm all for economic development. I'm all for trying to get people <coughs> to uh, encompass and help a lot of the, the cities, but especially uh, Providence. But there's no other way. It's not the Superman building. It's the super scam building. And the, 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 this whole thing, um, you know, it, it, it also to me just kind of shows there's an element with Governor McKee where they're, they're just tone deaf. And when he thinks that he is on the right path, seemingly nothing, nothing can, um, can stop him. But I want to tell you what this is all about. And yesterday, when they had the announcement regarding the uh you know the so-called the the superman building as they like to call it super scam whatever you want to call it but th- this whole business it would not be 220 million it would the, the cost overruns the state would be on the hook there's too many agendas at play here but i want to play for you this is a major person involved with it and they announced him yesterday and it's a bad sign when you see someone like this at a political announcement. And let's listen. This was present building trades beautifully, and you've been an amazing partner. We're proud to be working towards a PLA for this development. Mike Sabatoni. Now, right away, that's Stefan Pryor, a PLA. That's a public labor agreement. You know what that means? That means they block out the competition. So regular developers can't bid on something like that. That's what it means. There should be no applauding. There's no competition with something like this. And listen how that's how tone deaf they are. A PLA. It's a plane. Buff Chase and Joe represent the building trades beautifully. And you've been an amazing partner. We're proud to be 
working towards a PLA for this development. Mike Sabatoni. It's insane. You, you eliminate all the other developers. Well, as most of you know, when you come to events like this, if you see me, that means it's over because I'm last. And you'd think as the labor guy would negotiate a better seniority clause up until this point because most, mostly everything's already been said. But just to echo just a couple of quick things, Governor, Stefan, Dominic, the Speaker, Mayor Laws, everybody uh, up here. Um, things don't happen like this by accident. They have to have three huh. components, sometimes four. They have to have business. They have to have labor. They have to have government with vision. And they have to have community buy-in. And when we do that, we don't outside have that. the skyline, good things happen. And good things are going to happen again with the Superman building. The building trades have always been supportive of repurposing this building. I did a, uh, an interview a few years or so ago, and someone said, well, why don't we just tear it down? And I know I bumped into some people. I said, I liked your quote in that article. And the quote was, if we tore that building down, the city of Providence would look like it was missing a tooth. So we had to fix it. The PLA offers business opportunities for oh. local businesses, minority businesses, but Wrong. also offers career paths for minority men Wrong. and women, most coming from the city of Providence, the nope. capital city, to start their construction career on a significant project such as this, because this will create significant number of jobs across all of the classifications that we represent in the, uh, in the building trades. So in closing, I will promise this, it will be done on time, on budget, and commit to you, Mr. Schweitzer, that this building will be brought back to its magnificence for sure. So with that, I say thank you, and let's get going. Now, folks, what, what you just heard is there's no competitive bidding process. They take out of the mix all these different private contractors, private developers. Uh, that would you, The person you just heard, they, you know, they had... I believe his cousin is Ramundo. I've met him before. I've spoken to him before. Uh, but, you know, he when he says, when you see me up here, you know it's over. That's, that's a good way to put it, Michael Sabatoni. What does this mean? This means that he gets the laborers and therefore they're going to put a ton of campaign money into the campaign accounts of someone like a Governor McKee into... Uh, someone like Ruggiero, who's who's one of the laborers to begin with. Uh, the fact that Stephen Pryor even announces, and we're going to slap a PLA on it. Now, I know for some people it's very inside baseball, but it's a public labor agreement. These are gifts to labor. That means there's no competitive bidding process. Uh, they take out. They don't put a project like this out to bid. The laborers take it over. So what does that mean? It means they can drive up the cost 25 to 30%. And this is the dance that the state leaders do. For instance, when they built the Ryan Center, are they going to build something at URI? And let's just say, for example, several years ago, Channel 12 did some good stories on this. When they slap a PLA on it, public labor agreement, that means there's no bidding process. They've already cut a deal with him. They've already cut a deal with Sabatoni and then the, you know, the father, the old man, Armand Sabatoni. They were big. They were totally, you know, they had Ramundo's back big time. So, but what this really means is, so you have a construction company that says we want to bid on it. Well, you can't because what they do is they set up the parameters that you have to have an apprentice program. You have to check the boxes on all these things that are regular developer can't bid on and a regular developer wouldn't have so therefore they clear out the competition there's nothing competitive about it and with no competitor with no competitive bidding process they can juice up the cost 25 to 30 percent what do you think they do with the extra 25 30 percent boom bingo campaign donations they kick it back to the politicians that slap it the uh <clears throat> wickford junction Boom, PLA, public labor agreement. It means there's no bidding. It means there's no bidding. If you're listing right now and you are a business and you bid on for your type of whatever your, your job is, your occupation, your employment, and let's just say whatever, you're a painter and you're going to bid on a large painting project uh, if it's something like that. Think of there's the price you would put forth to bid, right, a competitive bid, and then... Can you imagine if 
There was no competition. So now you could bid whatever you want. So let's just say right now someone's listing at 1216 on this Holy Thursday and you're listening to the John DePietro show. And let me just finish the point. I'm just going to say there's some kind of commercial bid and the person doing it realizes that, you know, whatever the the size of the job, it's probably going to cost the company $50,000. So they, they put it out there that they're accepting bids and maybe somebody comes in at 45, maybe somebody comes in right around 50, 52, maybe somebody else comes in at 60. So they take the three bids, they figure out, they have a good basis to work for from, and then they, they go from there. Now, what if only one person could bid on it? What do you think that bid would be? Wouldn't be 50,000, wouldn't be 48, wouldn't be 52, probably be 72, maybe 82. So, Sabatoni is an inside player. You know it's going to be an inside deal. And this is a this is a gift to labor. And what I mean is they say to them, here you go. Don't worry about bids. You have the job. It's yours. And therefore, boom, they don't have to be competitive. They don't have to sharpen their pencil. And then in return, they're going to kick campaign donations down to all the politicians. Listen, there's nothing good about this super scam deal. And, and this business, they're trying to, you know, this hum, somehow Providence would fall apart if that old building was removed. Would I like to see it restored? If the owner of the building has the money and the resources to restore it, fine. But as I've mentioned, you've had full hotels, complexes uh, built in Newport. Was the state giving them money? Was the state saying to Gurney's and these others, okay, here you go. We're going to give you $15 million. No, no. No, they come in with their own money, their own crews, and then, you know, they build it, whatever it may be, and put it out to bid. But this 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 shows the insider deal. And Governor McKee and Stephen Pryor and you know, Alors is just globbing on to this. No, they, they don't this is not good for the taxpayers. There's nothing good about the taxpayers. You have self-serving politicians that either are running for office, want to run for office, or are just trying to preserve their legacy. This isn't a partnership. This guy, the developer, they've had it vacant for nine years. And I want to I want you to hear from him, this David Schweitzer of High Rock, where he's been sitting back. And I repeat that no one talks about it. Twelve nineteen. His initial deal was they had a deal with Gordon Fox and they thought much like the 38 Studios uh, deal that they were going to, uh, you know, the state was going to come up with all this money. Then when 38 Studios blew up, because he bought the building in 2008, when, this, when the deal blew up and then they realized that then they couldn't do that, then what does he do? It's been vacant. So the voice you're about to hear, they paid $33 million in 2008, $33 million in 2008 under the guise of that maybe they'd, they'd get the money from Gordon Fox, who went to federal prison, Speaker Fox, up, down, always round. Looks like they're looking into things. Subject of an FBI probe. They raided the Speaker's office up on Smith Hill. And then this guy, this the, the voice you're about to hear, said to Bank of America, either rent the entire building or scram. So Bank of America said, well, we're not going to rent the whole building. We don't need the whole building. So they vacated. So it's just been empty for nine years. So they bought it for $33 million in 2008. Today, supposedly, it's worth $14 million. I don't even think it's worth that. I don't think it's even worth that. They have to pay all the taxes on it. It's been a loss leader for them. And they've been sitting back waiting for the social, for the political climate in Rhode Island to change so then they could get this deal to come along. So, but I... I I will give a platform to anyone that wants to speak out on this. No, we're, we're done with this. We're not picking winners and losers, and we're not falling for this. So what? For nine years, that building's been vacant. And now, all of a sudden, let them tear it down. Let them sell it. Whatever. You know, go to New York. They knocked down the old Yankee Stadium. They built a new one. You go to Chicago. They built, knocked down the old Chicago Stadium. They built the United Center. Happens all the time. World Trade Center came down. Now they built a new one. 
It's called progress. Absolutely not. 220 million. First of all, there's no way it would be 220 million. Once the state's on the hook, it just becomes a bottomless pit. And then there's cost overruns, there's rewrite orders. As you know, under Biden, how about the fact President Biden right now, 33% approval rating. 33% approval rating. And that's Governor McKee is a Biden Democrat. Absolutely not. No, no, they have money. Ridiculous. No, the, the developer, he can do it all. He can do it all. And then if he spends $200 million to rehab it, and then he can set it for, sell it for $400 million, guess what? He just made $200 million on the deal. That's absurd. You're going to pour $200 million into a building that's worth $14 million. Does that make sense to anyone? I could see it's worth $14 million. You put $2 million into it. The building is right now worth, supposedly, I don't even think it's worth that, 14, 14 million. And we're supposed to put 220 million into it. A developer yesterday told me you could build 300 apartments for, for less than 20 million, so, which means this thing is overpriced by $200 million. And they want the state and you and us to be on the hook for it. Folks, this portion of the program is brought by J. Perry Paving. Call them today. You want to make it a great day? Call J. Perry Paving. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, 20 years experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios. Call them for a free estimate. Maybe get your driveway paved. 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. Letter J. J. Perry Paving. Licensed and insured contracting company. You know, I received an email from Fred that said that he hired an unknown company and they botched his driveway. And then he found out they weren't insured, they weren't licensed. Folks, don't do that. Go with J. Perry Paving, affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, 401-732-1730. And remember, if you're a veteran or you're related to a veteran or your mother, father, brother, grandfather, veteran, no one is more generous to veterans than J. Perry Paving, 401 732 1730. Um, So I want to play. So this is uh, the developer that gets up. They're applauding this guy. This is like Will Smith getting the uh, standing ovation at at the Academy Awards. He bought a building in 2008 for 33 million. It's worth 14 million. He's kept it vacant for nine years. And now now he gets a standing ovation because he's going to allow the state to give him $200 million to refer, rehab the whole thing. What a joke. <clears throat> Listen to this uh, greedy developer. Thank you, Mr. Secretary. Nice to see those who I met before again. Nice to see those who I have not met yet, but I hope to soon. Good afternoon. This is certainly an exciting day. It's good to be with you. When our group first purchased the building in 2008, we were bullish on Providence and Rhode Island. Looking back, that seems like a long time ago. It was. And certainly many changes have happened since then. But what's never changed are our views on Providence and Rhode Island as a good place to make investments. And we certainly remain bullish Today on downtown Providence. There's a lot of bull being thrown around. We finally met a moment where all of the necessary stars aligned and everybody has come together to harness that moment and create the next hundred year future of this building. 111 Westminster will once again contribute to Rhode Island's economy, serve as a beacon of prosperity and growth in the skyline. Provide much needed housing for Rhode Islanders. All told, the redevelopment of 111 Westminster will create 285 residential units, 20% of which will be dedicated to affordable housing. Joke. Now, it's just an aside here. I do have a very strong commitment, both personally as well as financially, in Providence. I remember when I was a young kid, only a couple of years ago. Um, my mom and dad, when we'd want to celebrate, we kind of had an affinity for Italian food. 
and we would either go to the North End in Boston, I grew up in Massachusetts, or we'd come to Federal Hill. And my dad died when I was young, but my mom would keep that tradition up, and we'd go to one of the two to celebrate. So when I bought the building in 2008, I went to my mom. I said, Mom, I bought this building called the Superman Building. Oh, I've seen that show. No, no, no. Same name. Ah, terrific. Do you think we can go and have some dinner there? Federal Hill. I said, Mom, when that gets repositioned and redeveloped, I promise I'll take you to dinner at Federal Hill again. Well, I signed some papers on the way over here, literally an hour and a half, two, two hours ago, in Zach's office. And on my way over here in my car, I called my mom, who's still alive, God bless her, at 88. I said, Mom, we're going to Federal Hill. That's not even true. You can go out to dinner on Federal Hill. It wasn't safe. She said, for crying out loud, it's been 12 years and I'm wilting away to nothing. I said, Mom, you got a ways to go to catch me. It's okay. I'm proud of our long-standing commitment to maintain this Kept building. Kept building vacant for nine years. Our relentless years. efforts in pursuing opportunities to repurpose this important Lights community out. landmark. I do see Joe Paolino here. I see Buff Chase. Obviously, Zach. We've had some highs and lows. We came very close on two or three occasions. Pretty well celebrated. I think most of you know about them. And we had some disappointments when they didn't come through. While a longer journey than most of us had hoped, this great day has finally came. It's never happening. The building has stunning architectural features, solid bones. Then you, then Once you completed, redo it. will be one of the best you and most exciting locations in which to live in downtown Providence. We also firmly believe that 111 Westminster will further activate the Kennedy Plaza area, oh. as Mayor Loza had for the drug we've heard, we know we're part of the puzzle. We want to bring back additional vibrancy and economic activity to a key area of the city. So he's kept the building vacant. I want to thank this administration, years. in particular Governor McGee, Commerce Secretary Pryor, Unreal. for their steadfast support of this project in bringing new solutions to the table and solve a very complicated problem. I also want to thank Mayor Aloza. Council President Igliosi and the City of Providence for their support of the project. Thank you, Rhode Island Housing and the Rhode Island Foundation for your support as well. Lastly, I want to thank my development team, led by Zach Darrow, who has been a tireless advocate for this project over the years. Working together, we will bring this building back to its original glory. Not happening. We look forward to the process along the way. The building will also create countless construction jobs huh. and a, be a community gathering point for the residents of Providence and the great state of Rhode Island. We cannot be more pleased to be standing here today with the governor and other community leaders. I can assure everyone in this room we're 100% focused on getting this job done. And I hope to see you in Federal Hill. <laughs> They will uh, attempt to buy off anyone that they can. You know, an interesting photo, and again, folks, good afternoon. That was the developer on it. I, I don't know what to make of the whole story about, you know, the, the mother in Federal Hill. Notice he doesn't mention a restaurant or when they went there, and he's from Massachusetts. But it's interesting that uh, Kathy Gregg of the Providence Journal just posted a photo. So Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos, she... Um, you know, she's making her big announcement today that she wants to be the lieutenant governor. And um, <clears throat> and so, but there's the picture that says it all. The governor's on one side and Michael Sabatoni labors on the other and then she's in the middle. What that means to me, folks, is because of the Superman super scam project, what McKee has basically done is locked in support from labor they're basically with uh mckee matos 
with her big campaign launch. Now, you know, I'll say this about the lieutenant governor. I don't think she's going to be elected lieutenant governor. I don't. She She's not prepared. She has not grown into the role. Um, she, she, you know, Governor McKee chose her on, on a strategy that she's going to help him lock up the Latino vote. But I'm not convinced, number one, that she can get the Latino vote. And I, I just don't think she's going to be. I don't know who will be elected lieutenant governor, but I don't think it's going to be her. I don't think it's going to be her. I'm, I'm going to dip into her announcement a little bit. She's been lieutenant governor for a year. Um, I'm sorry, folks. I'm just actually I'm not sorry. I, I'm not impressed by her. Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos, she does not have the leadership ability to be the lieutenant governor. If she wasn't selected, she wouldn't have won a race to be the lieutenant governor. When she was a member of the Providence City Council, she was in favor of defunding the police. I, I just don't think she has shown leadership ability. And she, she's just a cheerleader for Governor McKee. She hasn't even commented on the fact that the administration's under the, an FBI probe. So I don't know what the, the solution is, but she, she's not the solution. I, I do not believe she's going to be the next lieutenant governor. I don't. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show on this Thursday is brought to you by Propane Plus. Call them today. All your propane needs. Listen, make Propane Plus your propane provider. 401-885-4209 in Rhode Island. 401-885-4209 in Massachusetts. Call them at 508 252 3359 propane plus the team has been there for three generations they're available 24 7 for service and delivery they're going to serve you for a long time they offer online billing schedule your service to delivery a click of a button all customers receive a free safety inspection folks call propane plus today by the way they also have a very uh um, user-friendly website it's propaneplus.com Propane Plus, heating and cooling, residential and commercial, always there for you. Give them a call today in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209, and in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. Folks, as always, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. Visit our website, DePietro.com, the Super Scam Building. I, I'm <clears throat> If that developed this portion of the program, folks, again, visit the website, DePietro.com, and one of our great sponsors there is Brood Awakenings. Stop in there, two locations in Johnston, one location, uh, Pontiac Avenue in Cranston, and then also um, Bald Hill Road in Warwick. I was there just the other day. Folks, right now you could pop in for lunch. Brood Awakenings, discover the brood difference. Delicious, fresh food. They deliver. It's comfortable. It's a great place to meet. With people, have meetings, fresh ingredients, cozy environment, big screen TVs. Um, you also have comfortable chairs. Discover the brew difference at Brood Awakenings. <clears throat> I just don't see it. I don't see it. Uh, but that picture. So Governor McKee has basically tried to lock in, you know, Michael Sabatoni and the unions, the laborers. And that's what this is about. This whole, you know, the Superman building or the super scam building or 111 Westminster, the industrial uh, trust building, which is what it is. It is a shame. And it's a shame that when they bought it, that they didn't have a better plan for it. And it's it's a shame that when they came up with that, that they were not able to. It's too bad that whoever bought it. Uh, you know, they, they can't say or do anything to say that we, we're under the impression that Gordon Fox, right? Gordon Fox, at one point, they had all these lobbyists working for them, and they were going to try to pull off another. Yeah, that's right. They were going to try to. Uh, I like that. I'll replay him. The guy sound like Mo Green. He does sound like Mo Green. I like that. He does sound like Mo Green. Thank you there, Mike. Let me play him again. I was making my bones when you were dating cheerleaders. I can still make my deal. Let me play him. He does sound like Mo Green from The Godfather. Downtown Providence. Yeah, he does with the way that he talks. Uh, I said, Mom, Mom? we'll go on the Federal Hill. 
I can still make a deal with Barzini and keep my casino. So when I bought the building in 2008, he does sound like Mojo. I said, Mom, what is this? Great Britain? Piers Morgan? Mom. I've seen that show. No, no, no. Different, different building. But same, same name. Ah, terrific. Do you think we can go and have some dinner there? Federal Hill. You know, the, 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 the story is ill-conceived. You know what's frightening, folks, is, first of all, I don't believe the story, number one. Number two, um, uh, the, the thing about that is, think how long that guy's had to work on the speech, and that's what he came up with. Some fake story that they used to go out and eat on Federal Hill. That has nothing to do with the building. It has nothing to do with that he bought a building in 2008 uh, for $33 million. That it, and now it's worth $14 million all these years later. Think of what some residential, some residences, some homes that people bought. In 2008, if they had taken the $33 million and bought some property, let's just say like in Newport, it would, it would probably be worth you know, $100 million right now. They made a bad investment deal. But the reason they did it is they thought... And Gordon Fox was the speaker that they were going to get money from the state, much like the 38 Studios deal. And at the time, the ask was around 75 million to rehab the building. Sound familiar? It should. Well, now, all these years later, now forget about the 75 million. Now they want 220 million. I, I, I'm listen again. I don't know this guy. He does sound like Mo Green. Um, no, I, I am against the deal. He, he owns the building. He's responsible for the building. I've heard a number of different people sometimes, by the way, folks. And they come up with these ideas. Here's what the state should do with that building. Stop right there. The state doesn't own the building. The developer owns the building. It's not in the business of the state to start dictating what should happen with that building. And the state doesn't have a good track record on this stuff. Now, I understand, by the way, why... They don't want to let Brown University or RISD or another nonprofit tax exempt type of college or university <clears throat> take over that. I get that. And of course, you know, he's mentioned two big developers downtown, Joe Palino, Buff Chase. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, you know, the dynamic of people working downtown, living downtown, they wanted office space for that. And they can't convert it to office space. So they're doing this under the guise of affordable housing. But the units are going to be $800,000. So is there anyone listening right now that considers $800,000 affordable? Those are not affordable housing units. And another big part of this, by the way, is if you're spending $800,000 to a million, one million, on a luxury apartment, most of the time, my experience has been that those individuals do not want to then be in the same building with the low income crowd. They don't. And so this whole thing, if he said, <clears throat> by the way, why does it have to be these luxury apartments? In New York City, they have they call them micro lofts. I mentioned this. They're about the size of a dormitory, and there's a bunch of them, and it's it's basically like a studio apartment. And you go into the the apartment and there's the you know, the bed, and a lot of times people use that as a day bed, and there's a little kitchenette, and then there's the bathroom. And, the, and literally, it's like the size of a dorm room. But a lot of 22, 23, 24-year-olds, they don't care. They don't mind. They're out a lot. They work. They don't spend a lot of time there. It, it becomes almost like, a, like a, uh, a dormitory setting. A lot of kids moving out of college, they move into these types of buildings. There was um, there used to be a place in New York. I think it's still there on the Upper East Side. It was called Normandy Court, and the nickname for it was Dormandy Court because it was basically kids would get out of college and move in there. It was like a dormitory. So, but but see, they're not doing this. So, if they were doing all these micro lofts, they could have five hundred of them, five hundred, very small, inexpensive, by the way. 
But Channel 12 started to break down the rents. The rents are not cheap to live in this type of building. So, you know, this whole thing of Alorza, McKee, they're all grasping at things. That picture of McKee with Sabatoni and Matos, that tells you who he's cutting a deal. I'm sure he said to Sabatoni, what, what's it going to take for you to support me in this primary? And this was the ask. <clears throat> we want a $200 million gift. We want a $200 million gift. And one thing you notice, folks, about the laborers, it's a bottomless pit. It's not enough that they're going to give laborers, I think it's $250 million in school construction. It's never enough. Whatever you think is enough, it's never enough with that crowd. This will become like the Rhode Island big dig. The state gets into it, there's cost overruns, there's delays, let alone right now because of the Biden failing economy and inflation. Price and everything is going up. I'll play the, the Channel 12 portion of that, but it, 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 there's no way. There's, there's nothing about the deal. Um, you know, if, if anything, <clears throat> we, we learned or should have learned. Look at the problems that Worcester has run into with their ballpark. And that thing is not done well. And then they get choked up by COVID. And then you have the soccer stadium in Pawtucket. Suddenly this cost overruns. You know, when you have this type of economy and inflation where the price and everything keeps going up, you, you don't know what things are going to accurately cost. You certainly don't know what they're going to cost a year from now, two years from now. So, and then they have, they have ready-made excuses. They have rewrite orders. This thing is, it's not even going to be, think of this, the lowest they could come to was $220 million, when the thing's probably a $300 million project. No way. No. Do I want, would I like to see downtown Providence thriving with activity and people at night and living? Yeah, of course. It'd be great for the city. Number one, you need better police protection or more police protection, I should say. Uh, you need a better mayor and you know, then more people. There have been people, there are people who live downtown. There have been different developers that try to create and have more people live downtown. But we should not have to pay for it. This whole thing is a scam. It just is. This whole business. And mom, the Superman building, no one called it that until they were trying to market to get people to give them money. No one. And, you know, to Ramundo's credit, by the way, they were trying to get businesses. And she did put a full court press. When, when, with, um, with Citizens Bank, they're in Johnston now. Where do you think they want them to move to? They want them to move in there. They were like, no way. We're not getting involved with this deal. It is true. They pitched PayPal and tried to get PayPal to go in there. PayPal was like, no way. We're not going in there. What does that tell you? None of these businesses want to do it. So what do they say? Labor, the unions, they still want a huge project. Let me ask you this. How many other 200 to $300 million projects are going on in Rhode Island right now in the Providence area? None. Zero. Absolutely not. So, therefore, this is the only way they try to leverage it. I can't believe that that Stephen Pryor announces, and it'll be a PLA slapped on it, which means there's no more bidding. It's not a bidding process. Folks, right now at 1244 on this Holy Thursday, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Coogan Heating. It's R.E. Coogan Heating. Call them today at 401-732-6562. It's Coogie. Now listen, plumbing, heating, and cooling. If you're listing right now and you want to make sure that your home or business that the cooling system is working properly. Call R.E. Coogan and Heating, 401-732-6562. Plumbing, heating, and cooling, hot water tanks, helpful, trustworthy, reliable. I tell the story in September. Our hot water tank gave out. What did I do? I called R.E. Coogan and Heating. Boom, the next day, they replaced it. They also replaced it with a hot water tank that was more... Um, it was more uh, fitting to what our needs were. Prior to that, I readily admit the people that put the hot water tank in, whatever it was, 10 years ago, I think you can get 10 years out of them. Um, it, it was actually way too big. 
It was way too big. Folks, R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today, 401-732-6562. Whether you're in Johnston or North Provolone or Lincoln or Smithfield or North Smithfield, R.E. Coogan and Heating for your home or business, 401-732-6562. Folks, visit the website, dpetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, which is brought to you by the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. Uh, great food, a Rhode Island tradition since 1977. I'm going to be eating there over the next couple of days. I'll see you at the Coesed Inn. So, you know, I, I just want to be, and I want to play the Channel 12 story, but this this business, um, we, we have learned from this. The problem is, I also want to point out that, you know, there's just, there's no other way to avoid this. But the person who's the architect on this deal, the Governor McKee, right now, is under an FBI probe. He is. They don't like to talk about it. Um, they get defensive about it. But the person putting this deal together is under an FBI probe. But I want you to listen to this. Channel 12, could you afford an apartment in the new, quote, super scam building? Hundreds of apartments. The big question, how much will it cost to live there and will Providence residents be able to afford it? Target 12 investigator Steph Machado is live in studio now with what we know. Steph? Well, state officials say a chunk of the apartments in the new Superman building will be designated as affordable, but that word means something different to different people, and some say there should be more affordable units. The massive development deal for the Industrial Trust Building, better known as the Superman Building downtown, will include roughly 285 apartments in the former bank and office tower. I think it's fairly unprecedented for 20% of the units to be set aside for affordable housing. So what does affordable mean? According to the preliminary agreement signed Tuesday, 57 apartments will be below market rate. 14 for those making 80% or less of the area median income. That's about $48,000 for a single person household. 14 units for 100% of AMI or about $60,000. And 29 units for up to 120% of AMI or $72,650. We asked what the rent would be for those residents. A spokesperson for the state's commerce department said Wednesday the goal is to make the rent 30% of the tenant's income, but said negotiations are ongoing. It's not enough, in my view, at least on the affordable level. Brenda Clement from Housing Works Rhode Island says the more dire need is in the lower income levels, but she says this project is a step in the right direction. The fact that we're building more units in general is a good thing. We've been underproducing units at all income levels for a long period of time. Melina Lodge from another advocacy group, Housing Network Rhode Island, points out state law defines affordable housing as below 80% of the area median income. Only 14 of Superman's units would fall under that. Commerce Secretary Stephen Pryor says the developer initially wanted even fewer affordable units, but the state pushed for more. Neither state leaders nor the developers of the building would say what the rest of the building's units would cost, only that the rent will be market rate. And this project is expected to get tens of millions of dollars in state, city, and federal money. The Rhode Island Republican Party sent out a statement today saying this is about a million taxpayer dollars per affordable unit. The GOP, call, the GOP calling that a waste of taxpayer dollars. With the Target 12 investigators, I'm Steph Machado, 12. It is. And again, folks, uh, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Uh, the answer is no. The answer is just No. No, we we should not have to. Um, th- this whole scam, that's why it's really the super scam building. And to, to disguise it any other way, that, 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 that that's ludicrous. And this is something, you know, they, they just don't quit. You know, what you have is a, a, a desperate politician, Governor McKee, with access to money. And trying to push this thing. He is, at this point, so desperate to win the primary. And it looks like if he can get this deal accomplished, then he's got Sabatoni and the laborers with him. And I'm sure, you know, their pitch is that they put Ramundo over the finish line and they're going to put him over the finish line. But at what cost? Um, folks, this portion of the program, though, is brought to you by Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Your best lawn ever guaranteed. Now, on this Holy Thursday, Lawn Doctor Premium Service Program, you get the spring, early spring crabgrass control time-release fertilizer, 
broadleaf weed control. You get spring lime, professional blend of high calcium lime, late spring. Then you get summer, grub prevention, early fall, fall, late fall. Folks, your best lawn ever, guaranteed it's Lawn Doctor. Call them today, 401-392-1025. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island, get a quick, easy quote. But the best thing to do is they have a great, uh, very easy, user-friendly website. And it's easy to remember, lawndoctor.com. And then you just type in your zip code, lawndoctor.com. I've worked with them for the past several years. And those of you that have seen when I've done a uh, Facebook Live, especially at night sometimes, uh, especially the back, I mean, it does. It looks like um, Augusta National. It looks like a golf course. Folks, you're better. Best lawn ever guaranteed lawn doctor, 401-392-1025. Well, right now, it's 1252. In the next hour, there's a lot more sound to play. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, I just have a problem. You know, I, I have to be objective. Um, yeah, of course, of course, I would like to see, like a lot of people, more development downtown. And it is. It's, it's a crime that that building is basically the largest outdoor urinal in the state, because that's basically what it became. But a big part of that of the problem is Zalorza, but we can't, this is the, the problem of the developer. It is, it is not up to the state. This is a fast one by uh, the laborers, by the politicians involved. What, how many times have we heard this story? of an elected official in Rhode Island, and this is the situation, it's the case of Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, that, of course, he wants the campaign donations. They want to be able to say, we got that Superman building going. Raimondo tried. Former governor, Rhode Island, Governor Gina Raimondo, she tried, but she approached it in an objective way. She also didn't have the money that's been thrown around. You know, keep in mind with Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, if if Raimondo had not become Commerce Secretary, she would have had the $2 billion, $1.1 billion with the COVID money. And then also, uh, you know, there was basically close to $700 million in budget surplus. But in Raimondo, term limited out, you know, we will never know what she would have done. But I don't think she would have done this. She wouldn't have thrown money around the way that Governor McKee has. Governor McKee, folks, uh, whether they like it or not, he has proven himself to not be a very strong. I mean, I'm not breaking any huge news here, but he's certainly not a strong negotiator. And he is willing to just he's got money and it's not his money. It's our money. And it started with the. Handing over the $3,000 bonuses to the Providence teachers, that suddenly just becomes his way of doing business. And it's not not an effective way. And the results speak for themselves. Right now, he is the subject of an FBI probe. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like people talking about it. But that's just the fact. And Pryor, the commerce guy, uh, he wants to run for general treasurer, and this is almost like his kickoff announcement. All he's going to talk about is that he's the guy that got the, the um, super scam deal done. This is Governor McKee yesterday, you know, no, uh, the other day, no tie. It was actually today's Thursday. This press briefing was Tuesday. And this whole business of this, uh, I, I can't stand they keep calling it the super moon building. Uh, and with the partnerships in Providence with the mayor. Uh, this is just another example of that. With our with our developers, those who are willing to put uh, their dollars invested into the state of Rhode Island at the pace that we are currently investing in the state of Rhode Island with private funding and private investment, uh, it is money. an extraordinary time for uh, for the for the state. <laughs> and uh, it doesn't happen without great partnerships. Um, certainly, with our leadership, with the speaker, the president. Thank you so much. Your, you know, your involvement and your encouragement during what this process, joke. along with our the Providence uh, contingent with the mayor and our council president that's here today, along with Mike Mike Sabatoni, who's we are we we're all about jobs and good paying jobs, and this is going to provide jobs and good paying jobs, 
And at the end of the day, it's going to light up a building that has not been lit in almost a decade. It's because they kept it, uh, and that's the lights off. Goals. One of our goals was to continue to check off the boxes and make sure that we take advantage of every opportunity that we have in front of us. So, David, from the, um, you know, from High Rock Development, thank you so much for your persistence. And you're in, uh, in uh, I just witnessed a signature of, a, of an MOU document in my office uh, with, uh, with uh, Neil and, and our lieutenant governor as well there and, and representation from your company. So thank you for that. Um, have Neil Steinberg here as well. Continue to talk about the Rhode Island Foundation. And, we're, you know, we say often, uh, you know, at this podium, the foundation was a great partner in helping getting this done. And we want to recognize everybody that has been involved in this effort. Over the last several months, uh, you've probably heard me say Rhode Island has this momentum. And thanks in large part to having the highest vaccination rates in the nation. Oh, my we're God. The Northeast in our economic Are you recovery. kidding me? Today, we're just adding to that. There's no reason that the state of Rhode Island needs to be first in and last out of these economic downturns. There's no reason that that, can ha- that needs to continue. And with the, with the investments that we're talking about today, it just continues the, uh, you know, certainly the optimism that the people in the state of Rhode Island share with you and your investment, David. We're, we're here to announce again that the Providence Industrial Trust Building, as we all know it as the Superman Building, Maybe we don't all know what it's that. I did watch that show <laughs> on TV. And, uh, but now, thanks to a strategic collaboration. You know, I can't, I can only listen to so much, folks. First of all, the, the, that building had nothing to do with the show. It, it resembles it, but they, no one prior to them trying to get the state to kick in money to it. No one ever called it that. It was always either 111 Westminster or it's really the Industrial Trust National Bank building. That, that's what it was referred to as. So this is all fabrication that, you know, everyone's always called it. That, that's a complete lie. That's revisionist history is what it is. I know it's not that important. It's not, you know, they're not under oath. And I get it. They're trying to sell it to the public. But this business that Rhode Islanders would just be beside themselves if that old building came down. It's been, it's been vacant for the past nine years. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought by the Senadale Revival, Comfort Food and Cocktails. I'm going to be there this weekend, 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. Delicious food, delicious drinks. They're waiting for you at the Senadale Revival. So, folks, right now it's 1259 on this uh, Holy Thursday. Excuse me. You're listing to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, next hour, we're going to talk about the race for governor. We're also going to talk about the race for CD2. Is it possible that former President Trump is going to endorse someone for that Langevin seat in the primary? I'm going to tell you about that next hour. Again, next hour is radio only, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can listen online at the website, dipetro.com. Right now, we're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. Much more ahead. The Power Hour is coming up next. It's the John DePetro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. We're going to be back on the other side after. Let's get the latest with the 1 o'clock news. Oh. 